48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The top stories. A teacher is arrested for encouraging underage girls to send him obscene photos and videos. An expert warns of a dramatic spike in COVID cases if people don't stick to social distancing rules. And a teachers' union says authorities are trying to smear a teacher struck off for allegedly using pro-independence materials in his classes. The police have arrested a 37-year-old Shamshui Po primary school teacher for encouraging at least seven underage girls to send him obscene photos and videos. The case was revealed last month when a mother found several obscene selfies on the mobile phone of her eight-year-old girl. Police investigations showed the girl knew the man from an online game and sent him the photos in exchange for some virtual weapons to be used in the game. Officers arrested the man and found 20 obscene photos and three videos involving other underage girls on his mobile phone. Health authorities confirmed seven new COVID-19 infections today. All were either imported from abroad or have a known source of infection. Two more residents of a disabled home in Kwai Chung have come down with the disease. Leading microbiologist Yung Kwok Yung is warning that more than a 1,000 people could die from COVID-19 this winter unless social distancing measures are at high-risk venues are properly implemented. Timmy Sung reports. Professor Yun told a commercial radio program that the government's had the right idea in imposing social distancing regulations targeting high-risk venues like restaurants, bars, wet markets and care homes. But he said none of these matters unless the regulations are implemented properly. For example, he says bars in Lan Kwai Fong were spotted doing almost nothing to control the number of people seated in each table. And customers were free to walk around and speak to each other without their masks on. Unless Hong Kong starts doing a better job, he warns, more than 10,000 people could get infected this winter and over a thousand people could die. The Professional Teachers Union says the government has given misleading information to justify its decision to deregister a Kowloon Tong primary school teacher. The authorities have said he had drawn up lesson plans to teach students about Hong Kong independence, but the union says they omitted the fact that he had also planned to play a video showing arguments against independence as well. The PTU's vice president, Ip Kin Yun, says the government is clearly trying to smear the teacher. If the government really looked into what's happening in the class and also how the students perceive the teaching, they will automatically come to a very, very different conclusion. But they try to omit all the things and try to mislead the people to think the teacher is trying to indoctrinate the students with some political ideology. And that is not the case. The union is helping the teacher to file an appeal tomorrow against the decision to strike him off. In response, the Education Bureau said the union should not give people the impression it is seeking to harbour teachers who commit misconduct and it should stop its fear-mongering. Meanwhile, the Education Bureau says it's planning to publish details of selected investigations stemming from complaints against teachers to let people know what's allowed and what's not. Cecil Wong has details. As a furore over the striking off of a teacher deemed to have used pro-independence materials to instruct fifth graders continues, Education Chief Kevin Young says the government wants to introduce more transparency over complaint cases so the public and educators can fully understand the government's position and standards. As such, he said officials plan to publish online results of special complaint cases. He told a TVB program officials are still looking into more than 40 such cases against teachers. 
Mr. Young added that if officials investigating such complaints believe the national security law has been breached, they will inform the police while continuing their own probe. But he said a formal notification mechanism has not been established yet. The DAB party says a giveaway scheme by Hong Kong's two largest supermarkets is too restrictive and excludes most people. Welcome and Park and Shop has agreed to hand out millions of dollars in cash vouchers and food coupons through NGOs in return for pocketing huge wage subsidies from the government. But DAB legislator Vincent Cheng says in practice, only people who are affiliated with these NGOs are getting the vouchers. We hope that it's not only for the members in the NGOs, it's also supporting all the people who is facing the unemployment, who is facing very difficulty, their low-income group, to support all of them as well, not only for the members only. We hope that they they can provide more vouchers to to the public as well. You're listening to RTHK. The time is exactly five minutes past 11. Confirmed cases of COVID-19 in India have surpassed 7 million, making it the second country after the United States to have reached the milestone. The BBC's Zubair Ahmed reports from Delhi. Even though the daily infections are gradually coming down from the highs in September, the virus appears to be spreading much faster than any other country, with daily positive cases averaging 70,000. The Indian government, however, has been focusing more on the number of recoveries, which has touched six millions. More than 108,000 have died. The British government says it will outline new guidelines on travel tomorrow as it tries to contain a surge in coronavirus infections in England. But a minister said there was no plan to impose a short national lockdown. The risks COVID-19 now poses to Britain were highlighted by two senior government medical advisers, Professor Peter Horby, an expert on virus threats, and England's Deputy Chief Medical Officer, Professor Jonathan Van Tam. The BBC's Palab Ghosh reports. Professor Van Tam said that while the epidemic restarted among younger people, there was clear evidence of a gradual spread into older age groups in the worst hit areas. He said, sadly, just as night follows day, increases in deaths will now follow in the next few weeks. He warned that the UK was in a different position from the first wave because we're now getting into the colder, darker winter months. According to Professor Horby, cases are doubling every 8 to 15 days. He said that very difficult choices would have to be made to avoid the NHS being overwhelmed with seriously ill patients. 18 people have been killed and 29 injured when the bus they were travelling on in Thailand was struck by a train as it crossed a railway line. The BBC's Jonathan Head reports from Bangkok. The bus was carrying 60 people to a merit-making ceremony at a Buddhist temple in Chachungsao province east of Bangkok and had almost reached its destination when it was hit by a freight train travelling towards the capital. The crossing, like many in Thailand, had no barrier and no functioning warning light. Accidents at railway crossings are frequent occurrences here, though rarely with such heavy casualties. Breaches of a Russian-brokered ceasefire in Nagorno-Karabakh are stalling plans by the International Red Cross to retrieve bodies and supervise a prisoner swap. Azerbaijan says nine people were killed when a missile struck a residential area in its second-largest city, Ganja. The BBC's Ola Gerin is there. The buildings here are clearly residential. These were apartments where people were asleep in their beds when the attack happened. We've seen mattresses and blankets strewn around in the rubble. This was a very large-scale attack and we've seen no sign of any kind of military targets in this area. 
Now, there are accusations from across the front line that Azerbaijan too has breached the truce. Officials in Nagorno-Karabakh are claiming there has been shelling from this side towards rural districts. A new documentary claims to shed unprecedented light on North Korea's efforts to evade international sanctions. The Danish director Mads Brugger spent 10 years making the film The Mole, which depicts North Korean officials being tricked into signing fake arms deals. Here's the BBC's Paul Adams. The Mole is an extraordinary and sometimes scarcely believable documentary. Mads Brugger put together a bizarre team, an out-of-work chef with contacts in a number of Korean friendship associations and a former convict posing as an arms dealer. Often using secret filming, the two travelled the world, signing contracts and laying plans with people said to be officials of the regime in Pyongyang. Despite the film's eccentricities, a former UN official says it has the ring of truth. Hugh Griffiths, who worked as the coordinator of a UN panel of experts on North Korea for five years, says the willingness of North Korean officials to strike deals suggests the regime is desperate to find business abroad and that international sanctions are working. In sport, Kitchi have won the Hong Kong Premier League title for the third time in four years with a dramatic season-ending win. They cruised past Happy Valley 4-0 to pip Eastern for the crown by a single point. Eastern had their fate in their own hands and could have won the title with a win over third-place Guangzhou RNF, but were held to a goalless draw. Eastern had been gunning for a treble after claiming the FA Cup and the Senior Shield. And Lewis Hamilton has equaled Michael Schumacher's record of 91 wins at the second attempt with victory in the Eiffel GP at the Nürburgring in Germany. And that is the latest news and sports from RTHK. And back to the request right here on Sunday Late. I'm Michael Lance. Here you go, Ma. Here's some boule. Surprised, not everything lasts. I've broken my heart so many times. I stopped keeping track. Talk myself in, I talk myself out. I get all worked up, then I let myself down. I tried so very hard not to lose it. I came up with a million excuses. I thought I thought of every possibility. Haven't met you yet They 
Coming up, wherever it leads us, just enjoy yourself. I'm Michael Lance. You're listening to Radio 3. I just haven't met you yet. Hi, I'm Lazy Lion, and I'm usually quite laid back. But you can count me in to fight COVID-19. Here are my tips. Don't go to work and seek medical advice promptly if you're unwell. Avoid eating out or going out if it's not necessary. Keep at least one meter apart from others and avoid contact with people who show symptoms. Social distancing can help prevent the spread of COVID-19. These are the tips for us to prevent COVID-19. Radio 3. Here you are, dedication to Gma. I know she loves this song here. It's one of the coolest tunes ever. Chris Isaac, Wicked Game. Love you, Gma. Mm-hmm. 